0: Hey Barb.
1: Hey superstar.
0: Barb, you're not going <laughs> to believe. I got an email the other day from uh, Apple. Yeah. Says that we are the 248th most popular podcasts in Apple Podcast in the United States for the past 30 days under the category of documentary.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. We've made
0: it, babe. We made. <laughs> That's
1: it. why you're such a superstar.
0: I mean, absolutely. Either that,
1: there's very few podcasts out there
0: or i'm taking the w here bar i'm <laughs> taking one, the win this is the one that's, that's
1: 248
0: right. baby so i credit all of you who actually hit the play on these podcasts <laughs> yes and and shows how big my family is i guess as, as much as anything else but it's time to celebrate the two hundred and forty eighth most popular podcast in america under the heading of documentary, documentary. and apple podcast can't thank you enough for that <laughs> We're going to continue on our little journey here with my cousins, Barbara, uh, about Cy and Kyle, about their journey through college and, and yeah. kind of get the farm, and also kind of what the farm's going to be about. And uh, this timeline, you're pretty familiar with. We yes. we were involved in the late 90s in, at West yeah. Georgia. and uh my two cousins just happened to kind of show up there at the same time
1: yeah and at college college is was very fun and it is probably the highlight of everyone's life that you know you get your independence and your freedom without
0: the responsibilities without the
1: responsibility that's right but adulthood with these guys has been pretty sweet too that's
0: right right. (laughs) we think everybody's ready to hear their story i'm ready all right let's do it So, as we uh, as we got older, and we all graduated now, now, like I said, size a little older than me, and I'm, I'm, size about three or two, two, three years older than me, and I'm a year or two older than Kyle. <laughs> so, we all kind of, you know, start off our lives, you actually go into the family pipe pit business
1: for a little while, didn't you? I did.
2: I worked, uh, and funny story on that, I, I, I went to college for a couple I say I went to college, I just had a
0: college campus yeah. for a couple of years right out of high school and uh, basketball what did he play basketball? Or- well
2: my, my first year I did go to a junior college and in, in the in the hopes of uh, playing a year of basketball. Yeah. Didn't didn't work out, but I did stay at that junior college that first year and came back home and you know even at that point I really wasn't sold on college but, right. but dad and you know mom they they taught me into to go in a My older brother, Mike, you know, Carrie, Carrie was at the University of Alabama knocking it out of the park, right. you know, top three of her That's, class, yeah. you know, all, all the things that she always right, did yeah. with, with her life. And then Mike was down at Auburn um, going into engineering. And that right. kind of goes back to our growing up. I always tell people, like, when we go, say we go over to Uncle Wentz and they were working on a tractor, you know, my dad and Uncle Went were working on something. Right. You know, Mike was the... <laughs> Kid that was right there, and if Dad said, "Hey, you know, grab the crescent wrench and do X, Y, and Z for me," you know, right. Mike was always the one that was doing the wrench. And if if they ever needed somebody to go grab something, it would always be he'd tell Mike, and Mike would turn around and tell me, and so I was the gopher. You right. know, I'd have to run back to the house or run to the other end of the chicken house right. to grab whatever tool. So I never really learned the mechanical part because I was just always running and grabbing stuff right. for for everybody. Um, but.
0: Did you learn a little bit of that when you pop it? I mean, is that kind of well,
2: like that? I, I mean, when I, I guess going back to that funny story, like
0: when I, my
2: second year of college, you know, again, I was kind of done with it by the summer of my second year. So I, I came back home and, you know, I, I told dad, I said, look, I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting your money. Yeah. And I, I need to do something different. And, um, you know, and I talked to him about sprinkler fitting, but he tried to encourage me to, if, you're going to, if you want to go into a trade, be an electrician or a plumber or something like that. So he wouldn't even take me to go get an application. Yeah. So guess who I called? I called Uncle Bud. And Uncle Bud is the right. one that either, I can't remember exactly if he actually brought me an application or actually rode me up to the company that they were working for yeah. at that time and let me apply for that, for the company. And so, you know, I'm sure it wasn't a surprise to Dad right. uh, per se, but it was really Uncle Bud was the one that got me on into the... Now, uh, that, that,
0: I mean that i don't want to interrupt the story there but like so uncle cotton to me has always been a top is did your dad call cotton bud is that where y'all got it from
2: i guess I, that's what i tell people all the time i you know we all called every, all our uncles you know pretty yeah. much something different yeah did know? y'all go
0: was the uncle jr or uncle Do?
2: he was uncle dude for
0: us except for, so for me was uncle jr the whole time yeah,
2: yeah. okay and that's why i say uncle bud yeah i don't I don't know if we were the – I was asking about this the other day. I don't know if we were the only crew that called him Uncle Bud, if yeah. everybody else called him Uncle Cotton. But yeah, we – and Dad and Uncle Bud were close. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they, yeah, they were close in age and everything. They were, they were close like, in age yeah. and worked together for many, many years. Right, you yeah. know, and Dad, you know, he, he, he had a lot of funny stories about Uncle don't, – Don't you Bud. wish
0: kind of – I mean, i got to get off topic a of little bit, but, like, all of our dads, to me, were very – knowledgeable and handy and okay. to do a lot of mechanical and woodwork and woodwork and all that kind of stuff and i don't i can't do nothing <laughs> I, you yeah, know i i can do more now than i could 20 years ago but yeah. that's like it's just i sit there and go man what did i waste some some knowledge you know
3: that makes me think about when we first started doing the barbecue yeah and you know we had this grand idea of doing the barbecue in a pit Yeah, and so that required an enormous amount of wood
0: right
3: <laughs> and here we are going out <laughs> to the woods yeah. We can't identify the trees except for maybe a pine tree <laughs> <Yeah>. or,
2: <laughs> or something we didn't like know what, that. We didn't know what a hickory tree was. Uh-huh. And
3: then we started cutting one down, and it got hung. And we're all looking at each other. Yeah, like, what do we do? What do we do here? <laughs> yes. and, you know, and it ain't uncles, like we're 15. Like, yeah, we're, no, we're growing at this yeah, point. We're yeah, we're 20s yeah. <laughs> and 30s right now. And it's like our dads and our uncles, they, they're... I held them on such a pedestal, right. you know. Like I felt like they could do anything. That's right, yeah. And then I look at myself, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> "We ain't oh, there yet, coach? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I
2: keep thinking I'll get
3: there." I know.
0: Anyways, kind of getting back to it. So you you go you go to pipe fitting, then, and you do that for how long? I did that
2: for four years.
0: Okay, oh, and so those
2: cool. were those were good. I mean, I really it was it was probably the best experience of my life. Yeah. You know, working working with dad just just. Having a lot of values instilled, work values right. that I don't think I would have ever you see a
0: different side of them at the job oh, place. yeah, side? no,
2: there was definitely a different side. I right. mean, because he, he he was a foreman on most of the job, really every job that I ever worked with him on. He was the one that was, you know, telling all all the other pipe fitters what to do, right. where to where to be, and all that kind of stuff. I even worked with Brand, you know, Brand. Right. I, think, I think we were at Grady Hospital with me, me, Brand, and uh, and Dad, and you know. But, but again, it was it was a very valuable right. experience, which kind of led me you know, realized you didn't want to
0: do that for the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. I, I, I finally figured out there's got to be a better way to make a living yeah, than, than yeah. to do that for 30 or 35 years. That's
0: right. So, uh, so you, you went back to school and, and I'm stuck right there. Because that doesn't catch up. So I graduated, I've gone to a, a junior college for a couple of years. I had no idea what I want to do with my life. You know, when I graduated high school, I had no idea. Uh, I actually had, uh, I was at, I was at the junior college for two years and so I transfer to West Georgia, and I'm still kind of floundering. I'm working at a little grocery store, uh, and and I transfer to West Georgia, but that's what you know. When we were, growing, that's what were supposed to do. You supposed to go to college. You know, I I didn't know any anything else to kind of do, and I I had no idea what I wanted to major. I think about going to Mass Comm because you know, that old joke. I had a face for radio, <laughs> and so I uh, I get in to West Georgia and I'm thinking about joining the army. I need some direction. I'm about to go to the Army. And then I meet this girl and she's convinced uh you know, she didn't say anything about it, but she doesn't know she convinced me not to join the army because I wanted to I wanted to spend more time with a girl is uh and you know, <laughs> later turned out to be my, my bride there. Uh, and so but I'm in West Georgia. Now si has returned to school, so you're going back to school in West Georgia. And then Kyle, you're you just by graduate, graduate. I start my graduate.
3: freshman year. When it's like we all go to at the at same, same time. time. Yeah,
0: uh, it, it really is. And, and for y'all, I don't know how it was, was for y'all, but I've had friends where they're really good friends for a while. And then whatever, you go in different directions. And when you run back into them years later, they're still friendly and everything, but they're, you just don't have that smooth connection like you did when you were hanging out so much. With y'all, it's just no matter how much time went by, it's almost just like we, leave, we go where we left off every time. So you and Sai actually rent an apartment together in Carrollton about that time, right? All right. And so I'm, I'm, uh, i may be living at home. I, I moved in and out of the house for, I had an apartment temple for a while and, and then moved back to the house, but I'm, I'm visiting y'all a good bit, you know, at the apartment, stopping by over there and all stuff, right? So, uh, we go through school. Uh, I'll, I'll get to kind of this little story. So my wife, Barbara is a part of an organization, CCF, right? Barbara, how long have you done that before you met me?
1: Uh, I've probably gone for about two years before two years, okay. I met you. you know, right. I was because by that time, um, the first year I met you, I wasn't living in the house. Right. So that was my first probably year at CCF, and then the second year I moved to the house. So it was a year. It was okay. only a year before right. I met you guys at CCF.
0: So at Campus Christian Fellowship uh, is is what CCF stands for, and I had no desire whatsoever to go join. Uh, that, that organization it wasn't i wasn't even against it it's just i didn't know those people i'm kind of shy i didn't want to do it but i but i really like this girl you know that i really i was i was a good with her. so she she kept after me kept after me and when i went it's one of the best decisions i ever did because it, it helped me through college i had my crew and we had a great time so uh, about this same time you meet a girl silas mm-hmm. and uh now, I don't want to get too much in business, but she all, my, my wife had a boyfriend when I first met her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying that she immediately dumped him, but over time, she eventually realized that I was the one for her, I guess it would be the, the best way I can put it. You're, the girl you met had, had a boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah.
2: Well, I mean, we were just friends. You know? Yeah. We, we ran. I mean, we did a lot of running together. Um, you do, you do know, that with a lot of girls and boys? Kind of hanging out. She invited me to go hiking with her family, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I got I mean, it. was very platonic, you know, <laughs> I mean, that kind of thing. So, uh-huh. but yeah. yeah, I mean, we, uh, I don't know. It, it was definitely, it really was. I mean, it really did, because we, we had a couple of classes together, and, you know, I uh, saved her cells or whatever in right. microbiology class or whatever. You know, she's she's always called it love in the hood. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's really really how we came about. I and, got you. Uh, right.
0: so y'all y'all start dating and get serious pretty fairly right. soon. Yeah. And then but you and Kyle are roommates at this time. Yeah. So uh, you know let's let's fast forward a year or two or whatever. So y'all are deciding to get married. Yeah. So size size abandoned Kyle's a roommate. I have just moved into CCF, the house they had close to college.
2: abandon's kinda of tough word though. I mean I
0: didn't well, not, well, he, yeah. he, grew, Man, he grew into it. I another. knew
2: Kyle was mentally tough. You know,
0: yeah, he, was, handle yeah, yeah, he yeah. could handle it. It was really providential.
3: Yeah. <laughs> God's hand was in on that. Well, yeah. It was a blessing. <laughs> it was a blessing. So,
0: so then, Kyle, you need somewhere to live. And I just happened to live in a guy's house that had a spot available. So then you come live at RCCF. And Kyle was not saved at the time either. No, and... Uh, you really didn't want to, like, I think I invited you to come on out to CCF maybe once or twice before then. But no, you were like me. You were shy. You know, you didn't really care to go meet. well I was a heathen too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go to uh, that. even Heathen. Yeah, that, that's the word I've always thought about. <laughs> I, I think a heathen. So then Kyle comes and lives at CCF. Well, there happened to be another, uh, little chick there. So how did y'all, what, what was you all story there? Kyle? Well, even before I moved to CCF, Barbara
3: had her, mindset that terry and it just i seemed right. were meant to it just be. seemed right yeah and we actually did not start dating
0: until three years after barbara first introduced right. the idea well I, i'm not going to spill too much business on a, on a podcast that has reached thousands kyle but <laughs> i think to remember there might have been another girl at first that no no nothing no okay my fault I, I, never mind i, I totally you about all that
2: we had a, we had a tri- love triangle?
0: Well, I don't know if it really got a love triangle, oh, okay. but I, I think it took a couple of trial and errors for them to find each other.
1: Uh, well, there, is another, there was another boy, too. Yeah, there was another for, boy, too. Yeah, for right. that girl. You're, you're really making Colin uh, yeah. come oh. <laughs> I think also, too, at this time, you guys were playing basketball. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: We were, uh, nah. We were well, right before Cy si got met, Cheryl, we yeah. were... We were a legend in intramural basketball <laughs> in West Georgia. Now, Iron Corks? Yeah. yeah. We, we could never find six guys. All we could ever find was five. And so we had to play the whole game, just us five, every time. But we did all right. I mean, we, we, we competed yeah, <laughs> fairly well. I've graduated, I've gone to a, a junior college for a couple of years. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Yeah, you know, when I graduated high school I had no idea. Uh, I actually had uh, I was at I was at the junior college for two years and so I transfer to West Georgia and I'm still kind of floundering. I'm working at a little grocery store uh, and, and I transfer to West Georgia but that's what you know. When we were—that's what we we're supposed to do. You supposed to go to college. You know, I—I I didn't know any, anything else to kind of do, and I—I I had no idea what I wanted to major. I think about going to Mass Comm because you know, that old joke. I had a face for radio, <laughs> and so I—I uh, I get in to West Georgia, and I'm thinking about joining the army. I, I need some direction. I'm about to going to the army, and then I meet this girl. And she's convinced, uh, you know, she didn't say anything about it, but she doesn't know. She convinced me not to join the army because I wanted to, I wanted to spend more time with a girl is, uh, <laughs> and, you know, later turned out to be my, my bride there. Uh, and so, but I'm in West Georgia. Now size has returned to school. So you're going back to school in West Georgia. And Kyle, you're I started, just about graduated, graduated. start my
3: freshman year when it's like we all go to West Georgia. At the same, at the same, time. same time. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it, really is. And, and for y'all, I don't know how it was for y'all, but I've had friends where they're really good friends for a while. And then whatever, you go in different directions. And when you run back into them years later, they're still friendly and everything, but they're, you just don't have that smooth connection like you did when you were hanging out so much. With y'all, it's just, no matter how much time went by, it's almost just like we leave, we go where we left off every time. So you and Sai actually rent an apartment together in Carrollton about that time, right? All right. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I may be living at home. I've moved in and out of the house for I had an apartment temple for a while and, and then moved back to the house. But I'm I'm visiting y'all a good bit, you know, at the apartment, stopping by over there and all that stuff, right? So uh we go through school, uh I will get to kind of this little story. So my wife, Barbara, is a part of an organization CCF. right? Barbara, how long uh, have you done that before you met me? Uh
1: I've only gone for about two years. Two before years I'm okay. Yeah, right. I was because by that time um the first year I met you, I wasn't living in the house. Right. So that was my first probably year at CCF, and then the second year I moved to the house. So it was a year. It was okay. only a year before right. I met you guys at CCF.
0: So at Campus Christian Fellowship uh, is is what CCF stands for, and I had no desire whatsoever to go join uh, that, that organization. It wasn't I wasn't even against it. It's just I didn't know those people. I'm kind of shy. I didn't want to do it. But I, but I really like this girl, you know, that I really, I was, I was a good her, So she, she kept after me, kept after me. And when I went, it's one of the best decisions I ever did because it, it helped me through college. I had my crew and we had a great time. So, uh, about this same time, you meet a girl, Silas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much in business, but she all, my, my wife had a boyfriend when I first met her mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm not saying that she immediately dumped him, but over time, she eventually realized that I was the one for her, I guess it would be the, the best way I can put it. You're The girl you met had, had a boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. as well, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, we were just friends. You know? Yeah. We, we ran. I mean, we did a lot of running together. Um, you do that with a lot of girls and boyfriends? Kind of hanging out. She so invited me to go hiking with her, family, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I got and it was very platonic, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, uh-huh. but yeah. yeah, I mean, we—I uh, don't know—it it was definitely, it really was. I mean, it really did because we had a we had a couple of classes together, and you know, I uh, saved her sales or whatever, right. in microbiology class or whatever. You know, she's she's always called it love in the hood.
0: Yeah, you know, it's
2: really really how we came about. I got you right. Yeah.
0: So y'all right. y'all start dating and getting serious pretty fairly soon. Yeah. And then but you and Kyle are roommates at this time. Yeah. So uh, you know, let's let's fast forward a year or two or whatever. So y'all decided to get married. Yeah. So size size Kyle Kyle's a roommate. I had just moved into the, uh, CCL, so the house they had close to college.
2: Abandon's kinda of
0: tough word, though. I, mean, I didn't I mean, well, well you yeah. he grew, I mean, grew into it. I knew another.
2: Kyle was mentally tough. You know, yeah, he was, can handle yeah, it. Yeah, he yeah. can it. It was really <laughs> providential. <laughs> <laughs>
3: God's hand was in
0: on that. <laughs> it was a blessing. <laughs> it was a blessing. So, so then, Kyle, you need somewhere to live, and I just happened to live in a guy's house that had the spot available. So then, you come live at their CCF, at which the I was not saved at the time either. No, mm-hmm. and uh, you really didn't want to. Like, I think I invited you to come on out to CCF maybe once or twice before then. You were like me. You were shy. You know, you didn't really care to go meet. Well, I was a heathen too. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go to heathen. Yeah, that, that's the word I've always thought about. <laughs> I, I think a heathen. So then Kyle comes and lives at CCF. Well, there happened to be another uh, little chick there. So how did y'all, what, what was you all story there? Well, bro? even before I moved to CCF, Barbara
3: had her mindset that Terry, It just seemed right. It just seemed right. Yeah. (laughs) And we actually did not start dating until three years after Barbara first introduced the idea. Well,
0: I, I'm not going to spill too much business on a, on a podcast that has reached thousands, Kyle. But <laughs> I think to remember, there might have been another girl at first that, no, no, nothing, no, okay, my fault. I, I, never mind, I, I totally lied about all this.
2: Oh, yeah, had a, had a tri- love triangle?
0: Well, I, I don't know if it really got a love triangle, <laughs> oh, okay. but I, I think it took a couple of trial and errors for them to find each other. Uh, well,
1: there was another, there was another boy too. Yeah, there was another for boy her, too, yeah. For that that girl. Girl. You're,
0: you're <laughs> really making Kyle uncomfortable
2: with
1: I think also too at
0: this time you guys were playing basketball. Um, yes. Yeah. We were. Uh, nah. We were well right before Cy got met Cheryl. We yeah. were we were a legend in intramural basketball in West Georgia. Iron horse. Yeah, yeah, We we could never find six guys. All we could ever find was five, <laughs> and so we had to play the whole game just as five every time. But we did all right. mean, we, we we competed yeah fairly well. All right, so you meet Terry at CCF, Kyle, and and by that time, by the end of it, now size moved. Where did you, Cheryl, move to? to start really right? You moved to a grandparents' house or something somewhere, are you? Well, Didn't when we first
2: to... got married, we lived over on kind of the east side of Atlanta, yeah, off Tucker Road. Okay, you know, I was working for Delta, still finishing up my degree. Yeah, and then, um, but we did um, once once I got in my student teaching portion, you know, and okay. Cheryl went back to do her uh, MBA. Yeah, and so we did. we, we probably lived in my over in in probably it was probably a year a year okay so just one, once she finished up her MBA I graduated right got my first job out of Starsville High School as a teacher and coach that's right now was
3: Aiden born
2: before y'all moved to Starsville or mm-hmm. okay he so. wasn't yeah, he, I started teaching at Starsville in 2002 and he was born in 2003 yeah yeah, like yesterday. Just to put it on record, we married in 2000.
0: Just, uh,
2: <laughs> three years after yeah, we were yeah. married. Not the, the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah, no, no.
0: So, so about after you got married, about a year or two later, I graduated, me and Barbara graduated, and we got married, and my first job was at Heard County. And so we moved. We actually uh, we lived in an apartment in Carrollton for, for a while, and then we actually moved to Heard County for just a, a short time, but then she gets pregnant with JD, and we moved to Mount Zion, and so that's that's kind of where that stops. Well, then by that time, you actually had transferred to Auburn for a year, didn't you, Kyle? Yeah. I should never have done that. <laughs> but I did. So then you come back to West Georgia yeah. and finish up your account degree? Well,
3: I had originally intended to be a chemical engineer because they had a great starting salary yeah. for a chemical engineering but if you fail organic chemistry <laughs> two or three times. I mean, the chemical a, part of engineering.
2: He's out, a yeah. great chemistry tutor, though. Maybe yeah. not in organic, but as far as chemistry, yeah. he even helped his older cousin get through chemistry. That's so, right. I mean,
3: Kyle's a bright dude. Now. He's a hall. He really it. is. So that was the general, the general <laughs> chemistry. I don't care what level chemistry <laughs> it was, Kyle. I just appreciate you helping me yeah. through it.
0: You actually, when uh, you had an apartment in Auburn that me and Barbara used one night, so I wanted to go to an Auburn game. Uh, and I took Barbara – me and Barbara went to an Auburn football game. But you were at home in Escadine
3: Because I came home every weekend. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: there was a girl that you um, wanted to come see often as well. I was sweet on her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so about that time, though, Kyle, if I remember right, Uncle John had started the sorghum retirement business that, that he kind of got into sorghum, right, when you were at Auburn or somewhere before that? No, that actually
3: or? started my freshman year uh, of college, I think. Okay. Uh, uh, he – the first year he did it, he grew it and took it to Rio Benefield at Rio's house yeah. and made the syrup. I didn't really help with that. Okay. I got to enjoy a quarter of it, yeah, but uh, I didn't get to help with that. Right.
2: And, I, and I do remember helping dad harvest that and going to because Rio still had the cooking pan and, okay. and everything set up at the, yeah. I guess it was the old Benefield right. uh, place. And that really was, that's where we uh, squeezed it and cooked it there at the Benefield place. Okay. And I was hooked after that quarter serve. Were you? And
3: I think it might even have a little green skimmers in it. Yeah, but did bother you none. I man. was, I was basically if it's got sugar in it, I like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, uh, but I really like sorghum. And growing up, did you did you eat sorghum? Like I, so Dad liked it. Uh, so I, we'd always have like a little jar of it every now and then. Mom made biscuits every so often, and, but I like the honey and butter. And so I never really ate a whole lot of sorghum syrup, to be honest with you. Yeah,
2: and growing up with Dad, I really don't remember seeing much sorghum right. around the house maybe every now and then but again I, my, my memory is a little fuzzy I don't know if it was later on when I remember right. starting to see the syrup but but like growing up we never you know he never fully did y'all seen. grow up
3: with it at I was introduced to it by my papa uh, okay. on my mom's side and he was he actually used to make it before I was born Yeah, but all of his equipment got stolen oh, and so wow. he never made it again right. after that he loved to look for good sorghum syrup and Brian buy it, and he would give us some.
0: Huh. Barb, do you ever eat sorghum syrup in it? Uh Yeah,
1: I did a couple of times, but it was always that. There was, there was actually this place in Palmetto called, I think, the Pancake House or something like that, really? and they had huh. sorghum syrup there. Yeah,
0: well, I, just, I just remember I thought it, I mean, it just, my taste buds, I was honey, and so it wasn't like I didn't like sorghum, but I'd always choose the honey you know, more than any, any of that. But, so I just remember through college, I would come by. I just remember that being the first time Uncle well, not the first time, but Uncle John was kind of just beginning the first piece for years. And like I, I, I remember finding it so interesting, I'd go help every now and then and, and you know, chop the cane down and you know, and all that kind of stuff and, and just it was fun to go see him cook and hang out with people and all uh, that kind of hang stuff. Out yeah. with
3: him and Uncle Dude and Uncle Went, Uncle Judge. Yeah. And, and really and, and
2: even kinda of like, you know, my papa would And Uncle Harold on my mom's side would come and I think Dad learned a lot from Pawpaw, you know, because they did it growing up, right? Yeah. And so I mean, the benefits were integral, I guess you could say, get him started, yeah, right, and helping Dad kind of learn the process and all that. But I think some of the fine tuning and a lot of things that Dad did, you know, happened because of Pawpaw's and Uncle Harold's input in the in the whole syrup making process.
3: Which, whenever you have Aunt Martha on, she'll be able to clarify everything. I think one of the reasons that he got started with the sort of CERT process is because Mr. Smith, uh, your size papa, uh, I think maybe Mrs. Smith had passed away. Probably. And so he had talked about how much he enjoyed CERT growing up. And so Uncle John started it for Mr. Smith. Really? That's and, probably
0: uh, true. Huh. But I think Martha will be able to tell you more yeah. about that. but. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I talked to Dad about it last time. Uh, uncle John was, I mean, he was our neighbor, you know, but um, just, other than just my uncle growing up and we lived out there, I mean, you tell us how he would just help anybody. I mean, he really was one of those guys that just would, 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 would anybody need a helping hand. Uncle John was one of those that just, he did it, you know, he they, they really kind of was a, a unique fellow in that, in that aspect. <music> My Aunt Pat has surprised me two times mm-hmm. in my life. I mean, really surprised me. And one was my trip that she took me on after I graduated. Yeah. And one was a conversation that we had with her in about 2007 where she discussed uh, wanting to move out of the old home place and we would we'd be interested in it. And I think it took us about half a second <laughs> to uh, make that decision. Maybe less. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, to, and and really ready to make a deal. Uh, what, what about the old home place appealed to you?
1: Well, first of all, it was the, it was the biggest house I'd ever lived in in my entire life. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, it was um, a part of, you get to be a part of a family. Yeah. Uh, You need to be around people that that's you right. know
0: access to a lot of, access lot of land to, yeah. Yeah,
1: access to a lot of land the biggest yard yeah, yeah it was, it nice was yard. a nice yard very nice yard and we had little kids that's and right we wouldn't want to see their little kids running around in a big yard in a big nice white house
0: and uh and and to and to admire aunt pat's handiwork that, that she done on so much of the house <laughs> that, uh it, it was really interesting to see that's a another trip.
1: episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> but when we went out there we were also uh joined uh by two of my cousins around the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great little time. You ready to tell everybody about it?
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, let's go. We all kind of move away and we really don't, uh, I mean, we see each other at the, at the get-togethers, you know, holidays and so on, but it's not like we see each other like we did, you know, in college and all that kind of stuff so the the funny thing to me though is for some reason around the late 2000s and and sevens and eights and nines all three of us end up moving right back to muscadine uh and pat wants to get out of the old home place and me and barb want, you know want to move out there so we we move that old house i think you actually build where y'all some of your dad's old property uh 2007
3: uh no, we moved in right before Ollie was born, in two thousand eight. Eight, eight, yeah. okay. And then me
0: and Barbara come about a month later in that in that an in in old home place around two thousand eight. And then y'all built a house and we build... moved in in two thousand
2: nine, like spring of
0: two thousand nine, when we moved. Right. So Lake Cheryl gets built,
1: and yeah, then... it was yeah,
2: it wasn't an overnight process. That's right. It was yeah, about three or four year process to get the. Lake. Well, I remember we we were all out there Same about tree. maybe about
0: a, a, maybe six months a year before y'all kind of ever moved in to the new. Yeah. If I remember right, something like that. But the, the beauty of that to me was, like Barb said, like we have JD and Aiden's right at the same age in 03. And then you got Evan coming right after them. And Sue and Mira and our kids get, you know, when they're little, especially there's a lot of playing going on, you know, with, with them running around in Ollie and Bo kind of born the same age and kind of almost the same type of things that we had, you know, as kind of growing, which was always kind of pretty neat to me. So what we end up doing to kind of, be able to have a little excuse to hang out a good bit is we try to recreate kind of the granny birthday, uh, barbecue, you know, that I used to have, but the granny birthday kind of thing, and make that kind of family get together around Labor Day is kind of what we ended up doing. And so as Kyle says, we, <clears throat> we decide that the best way to cook that is the way they did it, which was digging this huge pit, burning, like cutting this wood, you know, cutting like three trees down, cutting it all up then splitting it burning it It, i mean all night long long. had to stay overnight to get the coals up hot enough to be able to do it put a little sand over it then put some tinfoil over the sand put the meat all the boston buds and ribs and stuff just make
2: sure this this is about a three by six foot hole like three feet deep you know what i mean like it's three feet wide six feet in length and about three feet deep
0: Mm -hmm. in the ground We were trying to fill up. With and coals. Fill up with coals, yeah. and that's a, that takes a lot of wood you know, <laughs> to fill up that. That coals, and a lot of split. Yes, I mean, I mean the pre work to that was was pretty good. I mean, I, I remember, yeah, you know, we would get like your dad's splitter out there, and I was split, yeah, all all day long trying to get that like, stuff ready, but still had a great time doing it. But did y'all ever ask yourselves like? Why are we doing it this way? Like the pit. Did you ever did that ever like other than they did it that's the way they did in it Beulah? It's just some great. Memories trip. of Beulah. <laughs>
2: that made it was so good. Was about year four or five when we started asking this question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Are I think, we out of our minds? I,
3: <laughs> I think when I started falling asleep about two o'clock yes. in the morning, uh um, right. y'all started saying, This ain't right. I mean like we
2: and I think somebody introduced us to smoke. Boston
0: butts, yeah. Somewhere
2: along in there, and we begin to realize that there might
3: be a better, <laughs> a better way to go about it. Better way.
0: way. So we did about four or five years of the pit barbecue, and like there was a debate amongst the cousins that like you could you could you taste the smoke <laughs> through the sand and through the wrapped up meat, and and I think the general consensus was, other than one of us, no. You cannot, you cannot yeah, taste that smoke. It, we it, weren't it, it smoke didn't flavor.
2: produce a smoky flavored meat. No, very tender.
0: Yes, meat. I mean, which was delicious, fall,
2: fall off the bone tender. But yes, it is not your pit no, smoked uh, right. Boston butts by any stretch.
0: So I think one year, one year, what happens is, and then the, the beauty of this, it always fell like kind of an like open weekend of college football. So that's one enjoyment that we had with it. But we would always, we would, we would spend that weekend. I think. Jay and kelly had a smoker at their house and somehow they were going to be off and we realized we could borrow their little part and smoke it and then it's like we're done in three hours and you know we get to go home on our own beds yes you know why have what have we been doing but the the brown you know the browns as as time marches on and sadly we start to lose more and more family members then the the, the family get-togethers especially around thanksgiving and christmas you know, as the families get bigger, y'all know how it kind of works out. Then you don't have as many come kind of to those things. So we were trying to make the barbecue kind of that, that thing that, that, you know, family could come back to. I wouldn't say like an old fashioned family reunion, but as close as we kind oh, of could can come to it. To right. So we, we did that for a while. And then uh, about two years ago, uh, around that, we, we were getting together for the barbecue, it might have been 2020, and I, and I think, but we, we risked COVID and, uh, and still had, Barbecue, but we just couldn't for us because we knew We couldn't. We didn't want everybody to get together during that COVID year. So Kyle wants to, con- you know, start the the sorghum, and he had he had kind of st- stopped doing sorghum a little bit when his health really started going Man, bad. Those didn't
2: those, those last two or three years, yeah, from yeah. probably twenty seventeen to twenty twenty or so. I don't right. If they did any, it was mostly mom handling it, or I got gotcha. you know, carrying Owen right. over or something. Uh, but I really don't think they did.
3: And I actually started it in. Memorial Day weekend that Saturday, uh, I went and tilled up the ground to try to get it ready, which that was kind of cool because Sammy said I was not running the, at the correct RPMs. And, yeah. Uh, but that, that, that's another thing, too. You learn it. You uh, learn how are going. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle John made it look so good. <laughs> I will say that. Gotcha. Uh, but basically, the story of the sacred sock is. That Memorial Day weekend, we started the whole process of trying to get a crop of sugarcane cane for the, that fall. Yeah, And that next, I mean, Memorial Day, that's when Uncle John took his tumble and, you know, broke his uh, hip or pelvis. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, it happened that way. And of course, he, he ended up passing away in October. Mm-hmm. And it worked out great because Aunt Martha was able to take some of the cane and make a floral arrangement.
0: Oh cool! Or, or yeah, that. I didn't realize that. Okay,
3: and uh, but planting it, I had my kids out there because I was worried. I knew my I don't really have that that good of a green thumb. Yeah, and so I was taking great care. We were going to do it precisely. We were going to hand plant it. Yeah, and uh, I even bought these uh, compost to put down, right, to plant the seeds into yeah. in the furrows, and it took a lot of effort it took a lot of effort and my kids they work extremely hard and right. my wife my wife is a very patient one yeah. I, I will give her care <laughs> right
2: now some she of us call her Saint Dear yes she <laughs> is she
3: is wonderful yes very very patient I, the Lord has blessed me with. My wife. <laughs> I, will, I will say that <laughs> and my children uh, but we all were out there we hand planted it uh, To prepare the seed bed, we had a mattock where we were getting the furrows. And, uh, of course, it was not tilled very good. Yeah. That goes back to my tillage. Uh, And so it was a lot of of sweat. Right. And a lot of sore backs. Yeah. uh, Muscles.
2: But you got a crop, though.
3: We got a small crop. (laughs) And so... We were able to actually take the pan that we normally catch the syrup in and fill it up with juice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and cook it over the furnace. You cooked it straight from the juice. Which I think I have pictures that you know we could we could post. But uh we ended up making just enough syrup for I think all of Uncle John's kids to have some, Aunt Martha to have some, and I think all the uncles and aunts to have some. Okay. And then we had one little jar that we were able to eat in one breakfast. <laughs> and I'll never forget my son pouring it on his plate and saying, I did all this hard work for this. <laughs> <laughs> and he pours it on his plate, proceeds to put the butter in, yeah. gets it all mashed up good, takes that beautiful hot butter biscuit, yeah, wipes it. Stops it, excuse me. Wrong it. Turn on, Which is Sops where the it. where the, the term came from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sops it through that syrup, takes a bite, and he said it was all worth it. <laughs> and so we have dubbed that the sacred sop. The sacred sock, right there. And, and
0: sorghum growing was, was born. It right was. right then. Yeah. Now wasn't there wasn't there one time Kyle you were trying to grow it? Uh you were trying to grow a patch and Ollie looked at you because your patch just didn't kinda make too It little. was very
3: sparse
0: yeah. and uh there was a
3: couple of tall ones in there, but what uh, what did Ollie tell you? He said, "Now he was about we and we had eighty, so he was probably uh, five years old yeah. or somewhere along there." And he said, "Daddy, at least you tried." <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to find me Feel yeah. better.
0: So, and that that was your life, kind of starting as a farmer there, Kyle. It right really there. was. Yeah. Was. All right. So let's fast forward. We yeah, we all do move back, but. But uh, through jobs and stuff, me and Barbara actually, you know, move out uh, back out from Georgia. Inside, you know, he still has the house, but he's, he's moved uh, to to Georgia back for job purposes. But you're still living in Muscogin as we speak right now. All right, so you know, on the home place farms. You know, I've, I've created a, you know a little podcast for the family to kind of to learn all you know, have some record of stories. But as far as your idea, what what got you into kind of you're the kind of one who said I want to. Try my hand at farming. What what made you want to do that? Well, I've always had that desire. Yeah. Uh, even
3: working with my papa down at, on the Caliposa River, I always had that desire to do it. Yeah. But I only knew really about the industrial farming. Yeah. And dad, he subscribed to the progressive Farmer, And so it was always talking about hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars that you'd have to right. go into debt or invest Borrowed in. Or I was like, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm a Cotton brown sun. I'm not going to go into that. that <laughs> yeah, much. yeah. And so I kind of gave up on that dream. I never really knew what I wanted to do. I knew I enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed the work that I did with my brother, doing um, land or lawn maintenance and right. landscaping and that kind of stuff. Just working in the dirt and, and outside and stuff. Outside. Yeah. Uh, but I just, you know. As growing up in the system that we grew up, you know that was that was not the way to go. You that's were supposed right. to go to college, yeah. get a four year degree, yeah. they give you a job right out of college. And, you used to do that for yeah. Forever. yeah, that's right. Well, I came across a book called The New Organic Grower from Elliot Coleman. That was right before I got my job with with Duffy Realty that I'm at now, and I started falling in love with organic farming. Okay. I didn't think that I could make any money at it, but right. I, I wanted to pursue that, and I really have not been successful at it. Yeah. But at least I, I want to do it. Yeah. And then I came across, well, it's a YouTuber called Justin Rhodes, right? Which put me to Joel Salatin, right? And Joel Salatin seemed like he had the answers to exactly what I wanted to do, right? Uh, it was not a huge investment. You know, it was two hundred dollars to build a chicken tractor to put seventy chickens in. Right. Of course, I only put fifty in mine because that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but that's more the style that I want to do. Right. Like you so, have to go buy a two million dollar chicken house and try to build like a. You can just. There's a lot of room for error with that. That's so right. If I mess up, I, I I I'm not out much. That's right. Yeah. And so with that, I have. Started doing it, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, and of course, my love of sorghum that came from Uncle John, right? Really. And a lot of it has to do with sorghum syrup itself. I love sopping a biscuit, right? Uh, I love it on ice cream, I love it on in my coffee. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Sounds like four. Yeah, I, so. I, have to, I have to keep going. Yeah, no, you. We get the picture. You can yeah, substitute yeah. it for uh, baking soda and biscuits. Yeah, but uh, I digress. Uh,
1: but it was the fellowship
3: right. with my uncles and, uh, of course, Mister Smith and Uncle Harold and everybody that came to the cert mill but specifically hearing the stories right. like we've heard in the podcast right, yeah. uh, just over and over and the camaraderie that they had I it's like I hated I hated going to work because I wanted to be there all yeah, week while they're it. doing that yeah and you are missing out on something that was some there, of the yeah. fondest memories and of course it's in the fall and you know fall is always real pretty and yeah. starting to cool off and, I, that's why that is
0: you know that's another thing I love about it uh you know, as far as that time of year, I remember the little bit that I would help. You know, I remember Uncle John built that contraption on the on the tractor where he would cut the cane down, and we would all stand out there and catch it. And one false move, you might lose your. No, you yeah, I don't. I don't think any uh, labor standard laws were being followed by that. When either uh, you know, ocean did great. not come. It did, yeah. But you, but when that fall would hit, and they start cooking. There was just something, you know. I don't know. That's my that's my season—the Costco, oh. all holidays, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, that
3: smell when it starts yeah. cooking on the pan. yeah. Oh,
0: that's such a such a heavenly. Smell. Right. So with that, that, then that year we decided. So we're we're at, we're at our just get together barbecue, and uh, so that year we kind of decided, you know, let's. You know, the barbecue seemed to have fizzed out. I guess is the best way I can describe it. I mean, there there were you know locals would come. Uh, but we just kind of wanted to do do something new and exciting And the 25 years of, of sorghum kind of, I felt like, you know, let, let's, let's try to, I think, I don't think, I think it just kind of morphed out of our conversation that we were having that day of, of what we could do. So last year we planned to have, uh, you know, you, you had been working on starting a little farm type, you know, work for the past, what, two years, three years?
3: Yeah, since the end of 2020.
0: Okay. Yeah, so. So then, you know, kind of piggyback back on that. We tried to add kind of a sorghum festival, and 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 the you know, I don't know how we got you were you were going to call the farm on the home place, and so uh, we kind of just morphed it all together. But right now, uh, you do uh, chickens for your family, basically, right? You raise your own yard birds and all that kind of stuff, and you have eggs. Uh, what if if you could say, like, in five, ten years, if if The dream happens. I mean, like, what what would what would it kind of look like for you in the next five ten years? Well, the reason I named it "On the Home Place" is because you can
3: add so many different things. Like, you could have Uncle John's sorghum of on the Home Place. Right. You can have uh, chickens on the Home Place. Right. Uh, or you could have, uh, like, my daughter dreams of having a restaurant uh, called Adele's Diamond. It'd be Adele's Diamond on the Home Place. Right. And so I just see these. Like on the home place is the hub of all the different things that we would like to sprout
0: out with or whatever, but
3: that be the kind but of the sorghum is the big one that, that is right. Is the
0: I guess the kickoff. I guess it's driving force right now. Yeah. Right. Well the I, I think there's a, <laughs> you yeah, know, we we I've laughed at Uncle John's uh, I read an article of his that was based on him from a few years back and it, it talked about, you know, farming, you know, farming sorghum or sort of a good way to go broke and, and all that kind of stuff. So even right now, it's not like you're, you know, we're, it's not like you're a farm making money and trying to make, selling things, all that kind of stuff. That's just kind of where you, you'd like to go with it in, in the future. And we're, and we're kind of hoping, uh, that, that, uh, a publicity kind of of a, of a SOP festival, a sorghum festival kind of, can, can kind of go with it. So the SOP, let's say, uh, Right now, it, it is, in, in our vision, it is a family get-together where anybody who a family I know, wants to bring with them or if they're interested in sorghum, we'd love for them to come. It's not really mm-hmm. something that I'm, like, going to put an address out, put flyers out on the side of the road yeah. or anything. There was right. right. yes. Yeah, That's a right. A few Just, guests or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you were telling me, like, mm-hmm. last year when we did, when we come up with the first annual SOP, I mean, we wanted to kind of honor our uncles and present Uncle John uh, for, you know, they, they all meant a lot to us, all of our uncles did, you know, growing up. But uh, you were telling me one time, like, your vision of that first stop, what, what did you want to happen? What was the kind of thing that you were to kind of come out of that?
3: Well, losing Dad, losing Uncle John, and um, and then, of course, Aunt Carol. Uh, it just, and then Uncle Dude before Dad, right, and yeah. then Aunt Ethel. Um, it just—it seems I don't know. You almost want to just grasp and hold yeah, to right. your childhood, or that's right. But what I was wanting, uh, and God completely answered my prayer. It was a gorgeous day yeah. for uh, that day, and all my aunts and uncles that were living were able to come, uh, at least for a little bit. And my goal was just to at least one last time. To have them there around the surf pan. Right. Uh, just enjoying the beautiful day and trading stories yeah. and just. Um, Got to grab that one more time. Yeah. The we have, yeah. Because I knew it, it, it would be hard to make it happen to me more times. Right. That's right. Uh, so, like I said, God completely answered my prayers. It was a beautiful day, a wonderful day.
2: You uh, almost wish we'd had television cameras. It really was almost like a Hallmark special. It really was. <laughs> it was just like I said, the weather was so perfect, and and
0: you almost can't. You're almost where like you'd never be able to recreate that. Again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just I know. You're exactly I, right. I mean, honestly, I,
3: I do want to give God the glory for it because I, I keep a prayer journal and I look back just to see how long it was that I was praying for it on a daily basis. Right, and it was it was October of 2021 when I first started praying for it. Right. And he by far exceeded
0: my expectations. Yeah, it, it. it was an awesome day. And it, 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 it got me excited, honestly. Uh, I, yeah, my mind keeps working on, so what can we do next year? What can make it better? Or, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so you've allowed me, I, I have no uh, vested interest as far as like, I don't have any property muscadine or I'm not, you know, I, I don't have anything like that, but you've let me kind of uh, learn along with you a little bit to kind of help with the chickens and all oh, that kind of stuff.
3: And I, I could not have done that last year. I mean, basically I give you guys credit for making it happen with the entertainment, with organizing it. Yeah. I mean, all I really did was just show up and cook. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the host. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You're the head of social services, man. So, but I, you yeah, I, that that's me and Barbara. Barbara has always kind of, uh, you know, the a farm kind of situation has always kind of enticed her. And not that not that we want to go buy a big farm like you said and be invested in getting in debt and all that kind of stuff or anything like that. But she's always kind of pushed that. So that was one of the things we thought. You know, I'm my kids are getting older. Uh, the, I got two. You know, another I'm about to graduate again. Two's already graduated, and then my youngest. And so as, as my career is kind of, you know, the not in the last you know, fourth of, of my career in education, you hope your health allows you to do things that you want to do, you know, and that, this is one of those things where uh, I hope that I can kind of come with you and, and, and play along with you and help out as much as I can. Uh, so, like, that's my motivation, and, you know, if if, uh, if if it happens, that's awesome, that's what I want, but it's, it's not like financially we're tied to the thing that the farm goes with. What about you, Silas? What, what are you thinking about when... when what's your motivation of, of helping with sop and farming and all that kind of
2: stuff i think it
0: kind of goes back to
2: what kyle was saying i mean it, it was something that and not just dad but you know the role mom played in it all i mean mom was yeah. she was probably the hardest worker out of the whole yeah, bunch helping right. dad all those years but you know and again you know like carrie i mean carrie should be here at this interview because she that's probably right. helped dad you know her and avery and stella more than me and my family right. did like I say i remember being in on parts of it, but again, it really was one of those things. I think that you know, Dad did not only did it draw all the uncles, but it did draw his own kids right back to come and try to help out. And and because again, it was a learning process from the first time he planted it, yeah. you know, to try to figure out a way to harvest it and strip the cane and cut the heads off. I mean, it really was an evolution right. over what fifteen or twenty years, probably in the big scheme of all the different. Contraptions he built right. and all the different things he he tried to use we're, to strip the game. We're, we're
0: almost like doing that same learning process. Thing. <laughs> oh, like, no. We're having to start yeah. over again. Yeah. Like thing. I said, he made it look so easy. Yeah, he did. Uh, but I, going back to what you said,
3: I want to give Aunt Martha <laughs> a whole lot of credit <laughs> for last year too. Yeah, what she did with the decorating of the place right. and allowing yeah. us to use her house, house her yard, her, yeah,
2: her yard. I know, we can't speak highly enough, right. but but I think in the big scheme of things, like I said, I, I you know just growing up the way we grew up. I mean, you there, there's so many times I yearn for a simpler way mm-hmm. of life, and just like that day, you know, last year, it just reminded you so much right. of a simpler time. You know, mm-hmm. seeing kids out throwing football and running around doing potato sack right. races, and you know, it, it just it. it I don't know it just felt like everything kind of came full circle right and, you know, to see all the family there that was able to show up and and again to be able to enjoy watching the the syrup being cooked and you know
3: running running a
2: race and hearing a little music i mean and, you know it really to me it really somebody I was telling somebody about, it and they said that's almost like a Hallmark special. Yeah. I mean, it really almost was. I mean, it's just like this perfect image in your head. Yeah. It seems like because, of like like I was saying, the weather was perfect, and, and anyway, it, it really was a special day. Can it be recreated? Yeah. We're going to find I don't out. know. You Animals know, it may become more of an animal than than what any of us are ready to deal with. But but I think if we keep it simple and keep it to the core, the core right. was really trying to bring people together around the syrup pan. and Yeah, and, I
0: never really thought of it. I mean, really, he really did when he did it. He brought all the uncles and family back, yeah. and that's really kind of what we're trying to do with it. I mean, honestly. It's, I it's, think that's, it's, that's the
1: main point Yeah, for that group from his prayer. the really like after, you yeah. group from college and,
2: and you think after losing Granny, they got together so many times over at Granny's house. Right. And then once we lost Granny, you know, that, that, that those meeting times became more frequent. And, more infrequent. and mm-hmm. I think when Dad started the syrup, most all the uncles were already retired or right. semi-retired or whatever you want to say and so they were willing to come help him and I I do think dad thoroughly enjoyed having his brothers around and right. said all the stories and laughing and all that kind of stuff I mean you you know you wish you were Again, you wish you could have set up a podcast microphone yeah, and all of them no. were together to catch all the stories because no they would be priceless at this
0: point. They were, they were, they were larger than life men to me. Okay. I mean, just to be honest with you, that's mm-hmm. the best way I can.
1: As I'm sorry, I don't interrupt, but like as an outsider looking in, I think that especially with Kyle's naming of the farm on the home place, or or with the podcast, or with um, we just got uh, some social media right. going or whatever. I think it's that idea. That if we if we let people in that we can be that community for other people as well yeah. and that becomes a mission as well yeah. to share because you guys were super blessed to have that kind of golden family that golden time and not everybody has that right. but to be able to to share with others uh, that kind of love or that kind of encouragement or that kind of um, even opportunity to just right. see that start being made or to enjoy that time with their family that's right is part of the mission that I hope we see uh, come, out o- of it. come out of right. it you know yeah so yeah. that it becomes you know just that little beacon of yeah. of home for right. other people as well and maybe one day we'll all be sitting in Adele's diner yeah, <laughs> yes, <right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever. I mean that's
0: the thing like you you know and and that's what when we get to SOP and then I'll have more details through social media and even maybe on a podcast if people are listening before then. But like the the idea behind it is I, I'm my goal is to to fundraise and, and sell things and all that kind of stuff to help you get that thing going as best as you can, whatever it's gonna be, you know, the best you can. And it, it it's not really SOP's not it's a family get together. It's not a money making thing. That's not what that's not what it's about at all. But at the same time, you know to be able to do those type of things and hopefully create something that people want to come back to. And, you know, it, it is going to take some resources and stuff to kind of, to kind of, kind of get that done. And, uh, yeah, it would tickle me, Pink, when I'm, if I, if God bless me, I'm living to, you know, 75, 80 years of age, you know, and, and see kind of where we started, you know, if it's something, how, how, whatever it is, how awesome that would be. And then our kids, maybe one day, you know, and I am no pressure. I mean, they, they had to live their lives. But if something tells me if, if you spent twenty years coming back to a sorrel festival, how how it, it, it would kind of mean something to you, and, you know, like it did to us. I mean, we none of us when when Uncle John was doing it, we were out there stripping cane or cutting it down. And I don't think anybody said, you know, one day we're going to do this. You know, I don't think that was ever an <laughs> you know, idea. Time, you know? Yeah,
2: were yeah. time I said I ain't never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> times Chopping times, that cane yeah. down with a machete. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. When
1: we were at the White House, people would come to the door and say, "Are you the sorrel?" yeah well, and i up no is that going on is yeah that, that's the next door i think yeah. <laughs> well, dad
2: like i said dad i mean he, he sold it nationwide yeah. you know, he got that article in, in the alpha magazine i mean people would they would ship it everywhere i mean it was pretty amazing how how far his reach became right uh, and, and i don't know you know i'm I didn't graduate with a history degree like you did with, but I've always been fascinated with history. You know, oh, I too, yeah. And people talk about immortality and all this kind of stuff, and I, I can't remember the exact quote, but you know, it's kind of the saying goes like the last time somebody says your name, mm-hmm. you know, is when you truly, I guess, die or right. come out. right. No, yeah. I just, I just think this is mm-hmm. it's a, it's a great way to keep dad's mm-hmm. memory and legacy alive. Right. You know? yeah. it, 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 the, the longer we do it the more we get to talk about him right. or, you know, get to talk about uh, this kind of stuff,
0: you know. and so. it's funny? Like, I, I have, I've, I've coached and been part of that house of athletics my whole career, and you have all these legends and, and people who are just these fabulous athletes and all that kind of stuff, but we're sitting here talking about it, not, not about a guy who played ball or even like that, <laughs> but a guy who gave, uh, gave his life for other people a lot of it, you know, and, and it kind of shows you what kind of legacy that is. Yeah, but that That's a, uh, I just thought it'd be fun if we all three got together and kind of, you know, we, we were kind of the next generation. I, I know, like, you know, our uncles were born in Muskegon, and then there's another group of cousins who were a little bit older than us, and they hopefully we will get some of their stories. And they had theirs, but this was kind of our generation kind of experience, kind of going through it and why we want to do, uh, you know, the, uh, on the home place farm, SOP, and all that kind of stuff. <music> All right, Barb, that finishes the story up with uh, me and my cousins. I hope everybody learned a little bit about what life was like in, uh, around here in the 80s and 90s, and then as some of us kind of settled back and what Kyle has planned for the farm. I uh, hope it was uh, entertaining and also kind of little informational. Uh, speaking of informational, Barb, we got a couple of ideas with the podcast. Why don't yeah. you explain to everybody kind of what we, we hope for them to do or maybe get a reaction out of them? All a little right,
1: bit? Well, we're, we've we been recording, and we're coming to the end of what we call season one, and there's going to be a little um, interim there. So we'll have either two options available, and we need your help to decide which one to do. We can either talk to some local legends and people around here and interview them, uh, maybe even some other farms. or we can have something called On the Home Place After Dark, which will consist of spooky stories that maybe you and your family can listen to and enjoy. So would you rather see an episode on local legends or would you rather see one on a spooky story? If you would drop a comment in the comments and let us know. And while you're there if you just want to go ahead and hit five stars, that's right. Feel that's free. right. Yeah. But if you would just let us know in the comments, we can know which way to go. We do have uh, um, one or two more episodes of the podcast for this season, and we look forward to sharing more with you in season two.
0: I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's, you know, they may not have ever heard of the white thing on the on the muscadine.
1: Well, let's not, you know, you're trying to sway them. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, or, yeah. or the legend of ponytail. I oh, mean, the ponytail
0: you, there's you, yeah
1: <laughs> You have no clue. That's Some people right. may want to hear about <laughs> others besides the browns.
0: I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Well, yeah, let us know. And uh, we we would just kind of like some interaction from you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, let us know that too. It's always nice to get a little encouragement, and I hope you have. And uh, I've noticed some of my listeners, if you look at the demographics, are the 65 and up <laughs> age. So if they're techni- you know, technically challenged a little bit, uh, maybe some of their kids and grandkids can help them on how to uh, make a
1: comment. Yeah, make whatever.
0: a comment and follow the show and all that kind of good and stuff. And hey,
1: kids, hit that five star rating yeah. if you want to.
0: We want to thank again everybody, and uh, we're we're uh, got a few more episodes in the hopper here, getting ready for, and I hope uh, we're getting ready for SOP, which is only a few weeks away. And uh, until then, just know that life is sweet.
1: Sop it up.